and welcome to this week's episode of the Library Girl and Book Boy podcast where I chat to illustrator Jo Loring Fisher about her involvement in illustrating the beautiful Maisie's scrapbook which is written by author Samuel Nahr and we also chat about the topical issue of diversity in children's books. I hope you find it interesting. Hello, right, today we have got Jo Loring Fisher talking to us about her beautiful illustrations for Samuel Nars' book, Maisie's Scrapbook, which is published by Lantana Publishing. Hi, Jo. Hi there, Jo. Thank you for talking to us this evening. You're very welcome. And shall we just start by hearing a little bit about the book? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Maisie's Scrapbook is about um, a mixed-race family. Um, And it really acknowledges and celebrates the cultural differences um, between Maisie's parents, but emphasises the shared love that they have for her. Yes, I think that was really um, evident through the story that they both had quite different approaches to parenting, Mm. but they both had the same goal. And like you say, the same love was their focus, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the uh, the kind of, you know, the base base of the whole whole, uh, book, really, the most important part of it. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with you there. Um, so obviously you were responsible for the beautiful illustrations to go with Samuel's um, story. Yes, How closely did you work with Samuel? I know that some illustrators and authors work quite closely, but as this book was actually inspired by Samuel's family, was he very involved or not? No, he wasn't actually. He really respected and trusted um me as as the illustrator and kind of handed it over to me um but was also there on board um with anything i needed to ask so any of the if i needed any more information about the cultural references or the anansi stories um anything like that he was there and we just used to um email each other and alice curry our publisher was involved with those as well and we all kind of just bounced it between us really and how long did that kind of process that back and forth take would you say Oh, oh, crikey, not very long at all. Um, it was kind of there in the initial initial um, uh, start of the of, of me working on the illustrations and the roughs. Um, and then, you know, if ever I felt that there was anything else that I needed to um, needed to add, then I would just email them and ask them. Lovely. I mean, your illustrations really do beautifully complement the very poetic nature. Um, of the text where did your inspiration for the illustrations come from and what kind of techniques did you use to create them well um thank you very much for the nice comments that's that's (laughs) very kind of you um i'm really inspired by nature um where i live um i'm just kind of surrounded by it because i live on salisbury plain in wiltshire in the Mm -hmm. uk and um so i walk every day with my spaniel flossy um, and I'm always out kind of looking and thinking about nature and stories and how I might use what I see in them. Um, I think right from the very beginning, I kind of knew what I wanted Maisie to look like. Um, she just kind of came to me. <laughs> I don't really know how. Yeah. Um, and I knew also that I wanted the book to have a scrapbook feel to it. So um, obviously did that by using the end papers um, at the beginning and the end to kind of give it that scrapbook, authentic scrapbook um, feel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the images I actually used making and sorry, made using um, my daughter's old scrapbook from when she was a very little girl. Um, and in the back end paper, you'll see there is a sun and rainbow that she actually um, did as a child, and I and I used it in there. Um, oh, lovely! Yeah, it was quite, <laughs> quite good fun. Yeah. Um, uh, and I also I really do like adding personal um, aspects to my illustrations as well. So in the spread where you've got the um, ancient buildings I've put Stonehenge in there because I live not far from Stonehenge Mm -hmm. Um, and um, also um, in the uh, illustration where the child's in a mood she's actually eating she's in a bit of a bit of a strop but she's eating her tea you'll see there's a yellow butterfly um, and that little yellow butterfly was a tiny collage that I made um, and it was um, referencing my my youngest daughter Annie's um, love of yellow butterflies when she was a little girl so I try to do that and add little personal elements. Um, yeah. I normally work in collage, and I really love the playful nature of that medium. And texture is also really, really important to me. So I try to create lots of different textures using um, printmaking. So um, printmaking inks, um, surfaces and textures, painting, drawing. Um, and I either scan them in and collage them using Photoshop or I kind of get a glue stick and scissors out and, uh, and you know, actually physically make lots of little, certainly for Maisie, lots and lots of little elements. So all the buildings um, that you'll see in that ancient spread, for example, all of those mm-hmm. are individual collages. Wow. Um, I think that spread took me the longest. It took a very long time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> lots um, of detail in there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so just a real mix, mixture of... Um, techniques really but the most important thing was um bringing out that love between the family that was my my main main focus really um, yeah no I think you achieved that brilliantly and it's lovely that um Maisie's scrapbook did actually become like a scrapbook of yes. your own family memories didn't it yes it did. it did in a way actually <laughs> that's quite nice it's interesting that Samuel's uh you know obviously he wrote it about his his daughter and his family but yeah mm. I brought some of my my own into that as well and um, what's quite interesting is I I never um, I've never met Samuel obviously but I never saw a photo of him but when I actually did I thought oh you look quite a lot like the actual character that I did yes. so that was quite funny I thought that yeah. too because I've yeah. been looking on Instagram and things yeah. and he does look a lot like your illustration yeah, so you well, obviously that was- that was chance or it was he was channeling it to me or something <laughs> yeah I didn't know what he looked like <laughs> <laughs> no that's what a coincidence yeah <laughs> um so you mentioned um where you live being surrounded by nature and obviously the changing yeah. seasons is oh, yes. uh, yeah. a key aspect of the story as well so did you draw yes. directly from what you you saw around you where you live for um, those backgrounds I think I did a little bit um in in the in the scene where there's the greenhouse um drawing that's my greenhouse from my garden Mm -hmm. um and yeah some of the trees and stuff and I have I've based on things that I've seen around me yeah 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 cool so um your illustrations as you mentioned of Maisie with dad when he's telling her these fantastic traditional African tales Mm. feature um figures from the stories that he tells her apart from talking to um samuel what other research did you need to do to recreate those characters so vibrantly um well read some of the story the traditional tales um so um 
yeah, so I, you know, obviously researched them. Um, I think in that particular spread, the one that I mentioned before, actually, no, not that one, sorry, the one where um, you see um, Maisie dresses a lion, she's an old lion onesie, African mm -hmm. reference there. Um, I brought in elements, um, I can't remember which of, the story, which of the stories it was actually, but there's one where there's the pot of wisdom um, and hornet. So you can see that in the illustration and also one with a leopard um, and I've put a leopard toy sitting on the bed there. So just like little, little references really. More subtle um, references. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I kind of like doing that really, just bringing little, little extra things. I think that's the beauty of illustration, Joe. They do sneak oh. in extra an extra layer of meaning and, and yeah. detail, don't they, to a story? Well, they do as well. And, and with the clothes that mum is wearing as well, um, I kind of let, well, in my mind, I kind of left it open thinking, mm, could she be expecting another baby? Because her clothes are quite loose and a bit flowy and could perhaps be maternity wear. So again, that's just another thing, another little thing that I added in there myself. Yes, it must be nice to have that kind of artistic licence and be allowed just to... Yeah, your own bits and pieces in. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so obviously, um, as you said, Maisie's scrapbook tells the story of a little girl with um, dual heritage. And there seems to be a real boom in um, publishing more diverse titles, particularly yes. from publishers like um, Lantana. Why do you think this is and why is it important? Well, in 2017, the Centre for Literacy in Primary Education published a report um, and yeah, it didn't look too good, really. It said that only 4% of children's books published in 2017, um, uh, actually, I think it was actually came out last year, the actual report, but in 2017, there were only 4% um, of books um, that uh, featured BAME characters, so black and minority ethnic, and only 1% um, of those were the main characters. Um, yes. And this report, I think, really kind of shook things up in the industry and made people, you know, pu publishers think, oh, I better do something about this then. Um, and also um, there's a hash hashtag, we need diverse um, books. And that's, again, gained quite a lot of attention and, and, and traction. Um, yeah, and that is La Lantana's main focus. That's the thing that they do, which is, you know, when they contacted me, I was really happy to work for them for that reason um and i think it's really really important um i think other other minority groups need to be represented um and the beauty of illustration as you've already acknowledged is that you can quietly add little incidental elements into the drawings um and let them do their kind of magic in a in an understated way so uh, i think there'll be a little bit more of that coming into my work in the future actually Excellent, that's good to hear. So yeah. talking of work in the future, do yeah. you have any projects lined up with Lantana or yes, elsewhere that maybe you can um, tell us a little bit about? Yeah, both actually. Um, Lantana, I can't tell you an awful lot about any of them actually, no. um, but for Lantana um, I'm working on a story that I wrote myself, um, which is kind of lyrical, partly based on the principles of mindfulness, um, but really about kind of just the common things between us between different races and cultures mm -hmm. um uh and yeah i've got another couple of projects that are in the pipeline with other publishers as well which again i can't talk about at the moment but uh no yeah what's your space okay have you got anything um scheduled for this year or are we looking ahead to next year uh yeah next year next year as far as i know yeah exciting so um yeah. how long would you say if you're illustrating mm your standard length picture book yeah how long 
on average would it take to complete the illustrations for a book like that where you've got the big spreads and well when I did Maisie it was um, six months so that includes um, kind of initially getting your head around it lots and lots and lots of thinking and then lots of kind of rough drawings and then we do thumbnails get those off um, and then once they're approved and then kind of crack on with the illustrations Um, so yeah around about six months I mean it's nice if you can have longer than that because you can actually get out there and do some observational work and you know it all feeds in really Mm. Um, so yeah I mean I think I work reasonably quickly Um, but yeah some illustrations as I say like the one with um, all the different ancient buildings for some reason just seem to take me ages to do (laughs) fair enough yeah, I mean, it's like that anyway. I mean, sometimes you'll find an illustration will come together really very quickly. Um, and other times they don't. And same with stories, really, with, you know, the writing process as well. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, sometimes I get a, a kind of a phrase or little snapshots of ideas and it all takes a little bit of a while to beam in and kind of become a more coherent piece. So, yeah. yeah. It's fun. So do you tend to have lots of kind of sketchbooks with ideas in or, or things you've seen when you've been out and about that you just collect in, in case you need them for future mm. projects? Yeah, I don't do it so much consciously for future projects. I mean, a, a lot of the time it's kind of looking, 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 looking and, you, you know, kind of it's just always looking at people and the way they're standing and the things they're doing and um and yeah I mean sometimes I if I don't have a sketchbook on me I will come back and do that a drawing of a whatever it is I've seen that's kind of caught my attention and they that then can get used um in an illustration um and occasionally I will try and get out I recently I got out in the woods of the snow um um which was great for another story that I'm working on actually mm-hmm. um just yeah those kind of like special moments and actually um I mean that's one thing that was really really emphasized on the MA in children's book illustration that I did at Cambridge School of Art um drawing was absolutely the root of everything um and observational drawing just really key and you you can't beat it really for kind of getting out there and actually feeling it but noticing things you never would from just your imagination you know so it's really important skill to um to hone really yes I suppose the more you practice the better you get don't you there is that too yeah (laughs) (laughs) we hope (laughs) yeah but it's all I mean it's all a learning experience to be honest you know whatever project you're working on it it moves you forward every time I think have you found Um, that your styles evolved a lot over the the years yeah it has I think um I mean when I started in the MA which I started in 2014 and finished in 2017 I had absolutely no experience whatsoever of Photoshop and that's one of the things I really wanted to learn not that I particularly wanted to make all the work in it because I really do love kind of cutting and sticking and painting and drawing too but it's just such a fantastic tool for um, you know composition and just it's just great so I've pretty much self-taught on that one so it's a really, really good thing. I'm so glad I know how to use that now. I wouldn't say I'm fantastic at it, but it's such a good thing to use. So, um, so yeah, lots and lots of learning the whole time. And, and that obviously does change the way um, that I work, but I think for, for the good, really. Lovely, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, as I said, for taking time this evening to tell us all about um, your work and how it evolves. It's always really interesting hearing how different artists work because you all have your kind of different ways of going about things. So thank you 
as I said, oh. for, for chatting. You're very welcome. Thank you for um, saying you'd like to chat. It's great. No. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's good, you know, thinking about your work processes and, and all of that. So, yeah. No, well, fantastic. So I'm going to say um, thank you and goodbye. And the book is out imminently, isn't it? The 7th of March, I think. Is 7th of March. Yeah. Which I think might be World Book Day. It is World Book Day. Yes. Yeah. So that's rather nice. Perfect timing. Well, thank yeah. you. And I'm going to say thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now it's time for a couple more reviews from the pupil librarians at Stenning CV Primary School. We've got Hayden in Year 6 who is reviewing The Night Zookeeper by Joshua Davidson and Buzz Berman. That is published by OUP. And we also have Olive, who is reviewing Do Not Open This Book Again by Andy Lee and Heath McKenzie, and that is published by Studio Press. My name is Hayden, and I am a Year 6 pupil librarian at Stenning CLV Primary School. I have reviewed The Night Zookeeper, The Lioness of the Desert by Joshua Davidson, illustrated by Buzz Berman. The Night Zookeeper takes place in the fire desert. Will, Raya and Sam go on an adventure to save their new friend Captain Claw against Lord Nelf's robot known as the Void. My favourite character is Sam the Spying Giraffe because he's always making funny jokes and can turn invisible. I rate The Night Zookeeper 9 out of 10 because I love the illustrations and how the story is worded. It is a fantastic read for children aged 7 and up who love exciting adventure stories. My name is Oliver and I am a Year 5 pupil librarian at Stenning CV Primary School. I am reviewing Do Not Open This Book Again, written by Andy Lee and illustrated by Heath McKenzie. This book is about a monster who doesn't want you to open the book or turn any page. I think this book is funny and clever because you can't help but turn each page. I particularly like that the monster loses his clothing throughout the book and at the end you see his bare bottom. This made me chuckle. This book is illustrated in a creative way. There are pictures on every page of the monster and he has very funny faces. I would recommend this book for ages 8 and under. You can share it with your family, friends and maybe even your pet. Andy Lee is a great author. If you haven't read the first one in the series, and you like this book, you should go and read it. I would definitely rate it 5 out of 5 golden stars. Well, I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. If you have, please do remember to download and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Um, You can also read more of my reviews on my blog, www.librarygirlandbookboy.wordpress.com. And I'm always tweeting about the latest bookish news over on Twitter, obviously, where I am at BookSuperhero2, and the same on Instagram. I also have a Library Girl and Book Boy Facebook group where you can find me recommending books as well. the next episode I was lucky enough to interview super agent and author Sam Copeland about his new book Charlie Changes into a Chicken 
which is illustrated by Sarah Horn and published by Penguin Books. It's absolutely hilarious. It had me laughing out loud at several points and the illustrations are fantastic, but there's also a more serious theme running through. So do make sure you subscribe to get hold of the episode next week and that you send in any requests you might have for recommendations of your own. Goodbye.